guys want a little Trader Joe's haul? Trader Joe's haul? I love hauls. There is something so miraculous about seeing what other people buy. I can't explain it. So, um, sorry. Voice is so raspy. Filming this the same day. Filming, whatever, recording. This the same day as episode two. So, I'm going to start off with what I got Trader Joe's. So, so okay. This episode we're going to be playing the tea and martini. First, we're going to put the tea in Trader Joe's. Then we'll put the tea in martini. So, I'm talking about I got Trader Joe's today because I'm really excited about it. So, I think Trader Joe's is perfect for a girl who lives alone. Because if I ever go shopping in a grocery store like Target or a bigger supermarket, I get way too much that I could ever possibly eat. Those big bags of, like, salad mix are huge. It's okay. I've really simply been doing Home Chef. This isn't sponsored by them or anything. But I love it. The food quality is so good. Because when I grew up eating, me and my family didn't really eat, like, pasta, pizza, burgers, unless we went out to eat. My mom made a lot of, like, chicken, rice, Mediterranean-style food. Like, Israel was definitely what I loved eating. Lots of hummus, fresh fruit, veggies, meat. Like, I honestly don't even eat it to be healthy. I just love how it tastes. Like, I don't really like when my food has a ton of, like, butter, grease, or sauces that I can't identify. Like, I almost like very clean eating simple food. Like, my favorite thing to eat in college is I'll go to the allergen station in the dining hall because everything there was made with, like, minimal ingredients because of people with, like, extreme allergies. So I would get chicken breast. I'd put this, like, all seasoning on it. I think it was, like, lime, salt, black peppers, um, red pepper flakes. Put this intense seasoning on it. Brown rice and avocado mash. And I think I would also get the salad that was literally just kale, apples, craisins, and an apple vinaigrette. I could have ate that every single day. One of my other favorite foods is, I don't know if you guys have been to Bubba Gump Shrimp. It's like a chain. They have the best salad I've ever had. It's like arugula, blackberries, pear. I'm a big fruit on salads, girl. Hot take. Fruit and feta. Oh, my God. It's like the grapes and feta. I was in a cooking class in high school. We put grapes with chicken on, like, a white pizza. Sounds so weird. But, you know, when you put blueberries in pancakes, they taste very different than, like, fresh blueberries. Fresh blueberries, they become, like, a little heated gusher of goodness. That's how heated up grapes are. Like, I wouldn't just put a bowl of grapes in the microwave, but, like, grapes on pizza, they're better than pineapple on pizza, and I really have with pineapple on pizza. But that salad, one of my dream foods. So, usually, before I started Home Chef, the, like, number one thing I would eat would be kale with red pepper, hummus, feta, and then, like, some kind of meat and chicken noodle soup on the side. Like, I could, I'm also the kind of person, I could eat the same day the rest of my life and be completely happy. I could eat a bowl of cornflakes with almond milk, every single day for the rest of my life and I have a single complaint like I can go to a five-star restaurant and recognize that I'm like yes this is much better quality food than my bowl of tricks captain crunch cereal but also you can hand me like a dirty shirt or not even no sorry not dirty shirt you said terrible like a normal kitty cocktail Shirley Temple like you put some spray on some grenadine give me a bowl of cornflakes and maybe like buffalo chicken tenders I I would give that five mission stars like I recognize I I taste and understand I'm not a big eater like anything almost anything Maybe that'll be an episode for next time of things I will eat. But, like, I will eat and try almost anything. Except I don't really like Asian food that has a lot of sauce. Like, I don't like sweet and sour sauce. Like, I don't like orange chicken. I don't like a ton of breading and grease. Not because it's unhealthy, but, like, genuinely, I don't like it. Like, it doesn't taste good to me. Um, Like, I don't like state fair, like, deep-fried everything food. Like, cream pies are, like, my worst nightmares of food. I don't really like whipped cream and, like, fried dough. Like, I, I just cannot eat. I also don't like eggs. Like, eggs can convince me to go vegan. I think the smell of them is disgusting. Like, I'll eat them once in a while, but, like, it's never my go-to. And if we're, like, at a brunchy restaurant, I'm, like, really in the mood for something savory. You know what is good with eggs, though? Green salsa. 
the Phil's coffee chain has this amazing wrap that I make at home where it's like, uh, I like it better with a whole wheat tortilla. Like, I like whole wheat more than white wheat, which is really weird. But, like, I love whole wheat cheeses. A whole wheat tortilla, scrambled eggs, a lot of black pepper, green salsa, and, like, a good cheddar cheese. Not, like, a craft bag of cheddar cheese, but, like, good grated, like, yummy cheese. Oh, phenomenal. Where was I going with eggs? I don't I literally have no idea what I was talking about. It's literally completely gone. Literally no freaking clue. But literally all I eat is like salads and meat. Oh, and I do love Annie's mac and cheese. I take, it has to be the microwavable cup of it. It doesn't taste like on the stove. The microwavable white cheddar, Annie's mac and cheese with truffle oil and some like black pepper steak seasoning. It tastes like truffle mac and cheese. It's so good. Truffle mac and cheese and mashed potatoes might be like two of my top savory foods of all time. With like mushroom gravy. Stop it. Get out of here right now. But... So, Trader Joe's is my favorite place to go because it has all the kind of food I like. And so, I haven't really needed to go for, like, actual groceries. I'm doing Home Chef right now. And the Home Chef, it's so freaking nice. Every week, you can go on the app and pick your meals. This is not an ad for them. I just, like, genuinely obsessed with it. And the cooking's only, like, 20 to 30 minutes. When I get home from work, I am way too tired to do anything but cook. Like, my mental energy is drained, but I can go on a hike and I can cook. Those are the only two things I have energy to do after work. And so, I love Home Chef because it actually makes me, like, use something besides my air fryer. I am emotionally attached to my air fryer. I think it's the most committed relationship I've ever had. If you put leftovers in the air fryer, it tastes so good. So good. But moving on. What I got Trader Joe's today, it was such a successful haul. Firstly, first thing I got, no one treats me as good as I treat me. Every week I buy myself flowers and a box of chocolates because I like good chocolate. My mom, like, growing up, she would always go to, like, World Market or Aldi's and get the European, like, dark, dark German chocolate. Like, my mom would never bring Hershey's into our household. She would think that was, like, a war crime. She loves, like, the good European-style chocolate, so I need fancy truffles in my house at all times. When I need a little treat after dinner, I need that dark cacao sea salt truffle. Mm. So I got a big box of truffles. Maybe we'll have to do like a mukbang type of podcast episode where I take like I try some of them for you guys. I love them. Another thing I love at Trader Joe's is sweet potato fries. But I'm in Minnesota right now. I live five hours away from Minnesota. So I did not plan to get something like frozen sweet potato fries I need to take on the drive with me. So I have a weakness. I have an Achilles heel and it is Trader Joe's yogurts. They have a pack of yogurts where it's kind of like a Poke Bowl. Like it's two flavors. Poke Bowl. I meant Pokemon Ball. I'm thinking like the red and white of a Pokemon Ball. It literally just ignore that I said that. Pretend those words are not coming out of my mouth. It's an eight-pack of yogurt with two different flavors. Um, why do I have a podcast? Who lets me open my mouth? Me. I'm going to get myself permission to do this. There's like a raspberry lemon flavor, mango something. I don't know. They are the best. Yogurt is also one of my favorite foods. I would give my left leg, saw it off with a paperclip, whatever. I love a good yogurt parfait. Like, you know, the white, like not good for you, no nutritional benefit, just like white yogurt with like those mixed berries that are drowned in sugary syrup and like some like sweetened granola. Like one of the best desserts I could ever think. I love yogurt parfaits. But here's my thing with yogurt. I don't like Greek yogurt. One, it makes me break out and two, I, it tastes expired. Like I'm not a cottage cheese girl. Like I don't, ew, it's, I've eaten mold. And, ew, I can't do it. But so it needs to be like, I like the light and fit yogurts. Those are really good. But dairy yogurt, my skin, if I eat dark chocolate or yogurt, the next day my skin lets me know. I would have such clear skin if I drank more than like a sip of water a day and stopped eating chocolate. So I don't really have yogurt in my house a lot because my stomach doesn't like it, my skin doesn't like it. So I usually have to eat a kind of vegan yogurt and those, they taste as bad as they sound. Except for this Trader Joe's one. 
this cashew milk yogurt, if someone tells me it's not cashew milk and snow milk, I'll freaking scream. I've been guessing. I think it's cashew milk. So I'm going to just keep telling myself that until it's not true anymore. I love that yogurt. Every single flavor of it is so good. So I got six packs of it. Good thing it's the middle of winter right now. Hopefully it makes its way back to where I live. I'll never tell you guys because I don't want to be kidnapped. I listen to too much true crime. So sorry. Just like assume it's like outer borough, Chicago, whatever. You'll literally never know where I live. I'll never tell you. I'm way too scared of dying. But, um, so I got six packs of this yogurt. I don't even regret it. I'm literally so excited about it. Next thing I got, eucalyptus. I've been really good about hanging eucalyptus in my shower. It's like, also, this is not an ad for any kind of brand, but if Jolie wants to give me a free shower head, let me know who I got. Like, sleep with you guys. No, I'm kidding. But, like, let me know what promotion, like, I got to do to get Jolie. I love a filtered shower head. It is a game changer when you're a renter in an apartment. I feel like such a better person since my water goes through a filter. The water pressure is so much harder and better. Like, I need to feel like I'm being attacked by the jet stream at, like, a million degrees, like, the hottest the water can go. My shower is, like, a next American Ninja Warrior course. Like, most people could not live through my showers. And so I have eucalyptus up in there. You know, bring some zen to my freaking Hunger Games of a shower experience. So I have some eucalyptus, and the one I have currently in my shower is kind of drying out, but I just got a big girl vase, because I'm not even kidding, when I buy myself flowers, I've been putting them in, like, Stanley and Starbucks cups. Like, I, or I've been putting them in old wine bottles. And that uh, obviously makes the flowers die quicker, because there's probably some leftover wine residue in there, even after I put it in the dishwasher. I love the Borland cat wine. I want to eventually get every single little cat. It's this really good Riesling. Riesling's, like, personally one of my favorite wines. And it's not that expensive. It's, like, 20 bucks. Just not many places sell it. You have to, like, hunt it down. But it's literally, there's not a single ounce of branding. Or, sorry, it's Mosslin, not Moreland. Not a single ounce of branding on the package. It's literally just, like, a cat figurine that opens up and has Riesling inside. It's beautiful. Like, absolutely a stunning collector's item. And I put my little flowers in there. It's super cute. But I recently grown up I've become a real adult I've got real big girl vases and I, until I have flowers to put in them I'm gonna put eucalyptus in there so it's gonna be cute for my dried eucalyptus I also love drying flowers my mom had a ton of how to do when I was really little like anytime like last time me and my boyfriend went to his sister's wedding I kept his boutonniere and like dried and pressed it like I love drying flowers I still have my homecoming corsages my prom bouquet I'm gonna keep every single important flower I've ever been given my whole life I when I was on Team USA this is like Generally, if I ever get a tattoo, I'm getting a tattoo of this. Actually, this might be its own podcast episode. I got so much to say. That's another tea and martini. The tattoos I want. This might have to be a two-part, like, two-hour-long episode. We'll see. I am think I might go over all the tattoos I want with you guys. Because this would be a tattoo I would get. So, when we were in Austria, it's my first international assignment. I've been dreaming of being an international figure skater since I literally could talk. And I didn't even think it was something that would be a reality. Like, literally just all the cars fell into place. And I, and I worked hard for it. But, like, it really just happened. So, it's the night before we're competing. I'm, I don't even, I think I'm almost so shell-shocked. I'm not even nervous. Like, I can't even process where I am or what I'm doing. Like, I'm in Austria and I feel like I'm in Wisconsin. Like, I have no idea what's going on. It was so surreal. It's so weird, like, traveling to Europe as an athlete. Or I'm sure people who, like, travel for concerts feel the same way. Where, like, you're there on a mission. You're not there as a tourist. You just see it so much differently. Because you're there, it feels like, as a guest to this country. Like, I feel like I was, like, invited to, uh, to their dinner party. And I'm taking it in in such a different way. Versus, like, it's not like I'm the one in awe. It almost feels like the country's in awe of me. Like, kids would see the USA letters on our back on our, like, athlete jackets and, like, ogle at us. Like, it was just such a cool experience. Like, it's it's surreal. I feel like I'm in, like, a Salvador Dali painting. Like, I have no idea. Like, clocks are melting. Ants are crawling around. I don't know what's going on. And so, 
um, I'm in Austria and we have a talk with literally some of the biggest judges in the industry. Like all these people I work up to and have spent the last 12 years working my butt off to impress in competition. We're in a room with all these international judges, including the ones who rep the US. And it's me and you travel with like sister Team USA teams. Like there's Team USA one and two. So there's, I was getting at the junior level and there's two teams at the senior level, two at junior. So we're there with these three other USA teams, like girls I followed on Instagram and like looked up to some of the best athletes I've known, like some of my biggest inspirations to me. I'm there with my head coach, like someone who's had such a huge impact on my life. And then like 16 of my best friends of high school, like my whole team is there. Like it's such a room full of love and empowerment. It's like one of the most amazing, like, places I've ever been. We're like, you're competing, but even though you compete against you, you say you're kind of on the same team. You're both like, we want you to win. Like, bring it home for the U.S. Like, it's just something so much bigger than yourself. I think that's also something that's so encouraged me to go into, like, luxury brand managers. I want to be part of something bigger than myself. Like, I want to work for someone and help bring a vision to life for someone and have a big purpose. And we got to do that with USA. So we're in this room with all the judges and they give a red rose with a team, like a red, white, and blue ribbon around the stem of the rose. They give it to every girl in the room. So we all share something that like connects us. It's this beautiful red rose. And the judge that hands it to us, like she says, I'm the one who's turning this rose and handing it to me. And she goes, these roses are to represent you guys because they're strong and beautiful, just like you are. And I never thought of seeing roses that way with like the thorns, they are strong. Like, yes, they're a delicate flower, but they hold their own. They're like the baddie of flowers. They are so strong and beautiful. And like being compared to a rose in this moment in my life, that melts so much to me and I'm so nervous. And you know when you just need someone to say the right thing before you go into something you're scared to do? That was it for me. That rose was so much more than like a little flower to me. So we compete, we do a really good job, like we have a clean skate, like I'm hearing the announcer like now welcome to the ice team USA and like that's me, like my friends are live streaming it back home, I'm in this beautiful rhinestone dress with my best friends, we're taking pictures of the wards and we're holding up American flags and like to me I think I've always had a bit of imposter syndrome that like I grew up in a very white suburban like by the book neighborhood in Wisconsin and I'm one of the only people I knew who had immigrant parents and I think I've always kind of felt like I was living in someone else's shoes like trying I almost like wanted to be basic I wanted to be like everyone else I was like I don't want I don't like these parts of me that might be weird growing up where I think those are the moments where I'm like I've made it like I am representing USA it doesn't matter where I was born who my family is like this country like I am and I get to show where I am and what I do and what I live and it was just such an incredible feeling it's so euphoric and then we're going to the airport security and I kept my rose so I have my rose with Team USA ribbon on it and I think for some reason I think because our families traveled with us so like we've been separated from our families most of this like they have to stay in a different hotel so we can be like laser focused on the goal they don't want us like you know we're still high school students like we don't want to be bogged down by the pressures of our parents and like I was really lucky that my parents always let me do skating because I loved it and from beginning to end it was my choice and something I wanted to do where I, I, that's not always the case like some girls like their parents seemed like they wanted to be the ones out on the ice they were shoving it down those girls throats but so they we have we barely seen our parents this whole weekend like a few dinners and like you don't really even see them when you compete like they're up in the stands and I don't know if every figure skater or performer NFL athlete whatever feels the same way I do not see the people in the stands I don't even hear them cheering for me people are like oh did you see us did you see my sister like did you see me holding up your USA sign I'm like no girl I was like one you're kind of blinded by the stadium lights and like how great they are but two like I got one goal the only person I'm looking at is those judges I 
nothing can like all i am listening to is the music and like the sound of like blades on the ice nothing else it's like uh you know when you're watching a dramatic part of a movie and like everything goes silent but like the heartbeat of the person that's really what it is like i cannot hear the roar of the crowd i'm laser focused um i don't know how that relates to the rose oh it's that i can't like you your parents are there and you know they support you and you're doing it for them but like that's not really what you're thinking about so we're all kind of with our parents i think we're all in the airports with our families versus with our team this is because we're all kind of like scattered like usually when we travel we travel as a team like hair and tight buns false eyelashes on usa jacket on skates on our backs 20 girls coaches coaching staff judges like everyone around us this is more like low-key competitions over we can wear whatever we want we're with our families so we go up to tsa or i don't know what they call it in austria but we're at the pre-check and we're getting checked in and the lady is like oh i like your rose i bet a cute boy gave that to you and i was like maybe and it was just such a cool feeling in my heart knowing like nope a boy didn't give this to me i earned this rose this is for like representing my freaking country like that was just such a cool feeling because, like, I didn't really date a lot in high school. I kind of always joke my first love was, like, the U.S. Figure Skating Association because it really – that's another theory we'll have to go into sometime. But, like, I think athletes, when they have to quit their high school or college professional sport, that is a breakup. That is someone you have spent your entire time loving, trying to please, and it is hard to get a sport to love you back. You are constantly getting pitted against people better than you, judges who have seen more experienced people than you. Like, it really is a love, like – so I didn't really date that much in high school. And I also, my skating team went an hour away from where my high school was. It, like, wasn't a high school team. So, like, I, I had close friends in high school, but I definitely got closer with them after I graduated. So, like, I didn't really talk to any boy in high school. Like, I didn't think looking back, there's probably guys who did like you, but I just didn't. I didn't have the time. It was, like, home, nap for 20 minutes. I used to not have to set alarms because I was so wild and where I go home, sleep 20 minutes, and then I was so excited to go to practice or if I got to skate before school in the morning, I didn't even need to set an alarm. I would burst out of bed at 5 a.m. All I needed was the vibrate sound on my phone. I would jump out of bed, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and run to the rink. I was so excited to go, which... That is not how I feel my 9 to 5, unfortunately. I hope to feel that feeling again. Because even though I was a camp counselor, I kind of had that feeling. I just don't feel it right now being a buyer. But that's okay. That's okay. Got to start somewhere. Um, but, like, right now I got to hit snooze, like, eight freaking times to leave my bed. College was the same way. Or I even like college, but not that much. Um, but looking for my MBA, though, I can get up on the first ring. But I used to love skiing so much. But, yeah, it was literally, like, school, nap 20 minutes, eat a granola bar, rink, homework, rink, workout, friends, bed. Like, I had no time for boys. And so it was always just, like, kind of a cool thing that I was like, wow. Like, I'm doing something so much cooler than, like, dating a 16-year-old high school boy. Like, I was something so much bigger in this rose. It's like, it's me. It's who I am. It's, I'm strong and beautiful. So if I ever got a tattoo, I'd get this tattoo as a rose. In brown henna ink, I'm kind of thinking somewhere near, like, my hip, kind of the long ways, like, parallel to my leg. I would do it in a brown henna ink color because I don't really like how – I don't mind them on other people. It's just for myself. I'm, like, a small person. I'm, like, 5'1". Um, I just think the black ink from far away looks really smudgy, and I don't really like, like, shaded line work tattoos. I would want just to be a line, like, kind of like the art on this podcast where it looks like it was made in, like, one motion. Like, your pen never left the paper, and it's a little bit abstract. So I'd get a brown henna rose, and in the stem of the rose, I'd want in cursive the words, Do Kraja Vermena. 
And what that means is, in Croatian, it means till the end of time. So I go to Austria my junior year of high school. My senior year of high school, we went to Croatia. It was a very big competition, pretty big assignment for us. And we skated to Beethoven for one of our songs. And that was very different from my team. We were known as kind of like the Broadway showgirl team. We usually did like sassy, fun, cutesy songs or like a Broadway thing, like Finding Neverland, like kind of Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, like cute vibe. And Beethoven was very different for us. It was very dark and serious. And it was it was hard. And so the judges told us, like, hey, if you want to go to Croatia, you got to change this program. We don't think this is going to do well. And we spent every single day of Christmas break. In 11 days, we made a completely new program to Beyonce's till the end of time. I love Beyonce. She's one of my all-time idols. I adore her and everything that woman does. I love her fashion sense. I love her festival outfits. I love how confident and who she is. She is shaped such a big part of me shaping my confidence in like my young adolescence so it was just such an amazing moment to compete that program so it's kind of like being on team usa till the end of time and like combining that with my rose so that'd be one tattoo i would get another one is i really like the idea of doing a fern kind of under like a side boob like against my ribs which i know hip and ribs are like the most two painful areas to get a tattoo but i don't want my tattoo to show anywhere that you'd see it through a wedding dress like on my wedding i still want you to see my tattoos like you'd only see it, like if i show it to you basically like i don't know i don't know if i'll ever get a tattoo like i don't know how i really feel about them like altering the body that i was given i, I don't know how i feel about it and i'm also definitely terrified of needles so that just does not sound like a good combination for me but to me i do see tattoos more like artwork versus like you know that's why i don't really think i want just words like i want something beautiful so i would get a fern kind of on my side and i was on that same brown hannah line work because once me and my mom were hiking and my mom has so much cool knowledge about so many different historical cultural things and she pointed out a fern and she was like do you know ferns are the only plant that have been around since like the dinosaurs and it just made me think like oh that's how long i'm gonna like think of this hike and i'm gonna love my mom for like as long as the dinosaurs have been around like even when we both pass away like that love is something as eternal as like the longevity of a fern and i it reminds me just like hiking and being one with nature no phones no cell service just like who I really am, me at my rise and with my mother. And yeah, so I want to get a fern, but then I think I want like for all my family members. So I do a lavender for my sister. She's just got like a lavender vibe. Like, I don't know, purple's her favorite color and she would agree she loves lavender. So I would want like a fern, a lavender, same art style. Then um, there was a point where my dad went through cancer treatments and it was the hardest thing of my life. I was like 16. So not only is like everyone else starting high school, but I'm also like scared for like what's gonna happen with my dad. and. And I also think it's one thing that made me keep skating is it was something that bonded us. I was like, I can do this beautiful performance for you and like kind of distract you from everything you're going through. So he was going through chemo and everything. And this is when loci bracelets were really big. I don't know if any of you guys will remember them. They're those plastic bracelets with like black and white little beads. And so the black bead had mud from the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point on earth, which I can now say I've been to because I was in Israel and I touched mud from the Dead Sea. Such a cool experience. Like you can see Africa from the coast in Israel. It's so freaking cool. Um, but there's mud from the Dead Sea and then snow from the top of Mount Everest. So the highest and lowest points in the world. And the point of the bracelet was like, at your highs, be humble, like your highs in life. And at your lows, be hopeful. And those black and white dots, it, they really did get me through a big part of my life. Like when I was on Team USA, I was thinking of that white bean and being humble and being true to myself. And at my lows, like when I was praying for my dad and stuff, I was thinking of like the be hopeful so i'd want those black and white dots for like that balance and my dad's okay he's still around he's kicking in um everything's going good there so i want a friend for my mom laughter for my dad black and white dots for me and i love the idea of like nature natural tattoos like flowers and something like that work of art something beautiful 
then I kind of want something for myself. So I'm already getting the rose and something else I think would be really cool to get would be a daisy. Cause when I was gonna be in Croatia, this was like our dream. Cause we had didn't medal in Austria, we got fifth place. And so in the US top four places medal. So my senior year we got top four at nationals and Europe just the top three medal. And like I said, I've been dreaming about this for so long, being an international figure skating medalist. So this has been like a lifelong dream. And hold on, I'm passing a cemetery. I don't know if you guys do this. I close my mouth when I pass them to not like to not like ghost jump in. It's something I'm like super superstitious about. Generally, I swear I get bad luck every time I like breathe when I pass a graveyard. Like me and my friend were driving today and she did it when we went under a tunnel. Like she held her breath through the tunnel. So let me know if you guys did any funny stuff like that. But um so I already have the rose, but like so we get fourth at nationals, but this was after Croatia. But in Croatia we really, really wanted third. And we were up against some tough competition. Like we were kind of neck and neck with I think it was Hungary? No, I don't remember what the team we got fourth was. But we were kind of neck and neck with them. Like we'd watched their videos before we went to Croatia and we knew they were pretty good. And there was another US team who we knew was gonna get first or second. And I'm trying to remember who got first. I think a Russian team. Like, the Russian teams are the powerhouses. They're the best of the best. Like, if you go to the Russian tryouts, if you're with not within two inches in the same hair color as the best girl on the team, you won't even be considered. Like, it's, it's like dance moms on steroids tryouts. But, um, so we're in Croatia. And where was I going with, oh, Daisy Buchanan. So our short program, in figure skating at the high levels, you have two programs. Your short program is a bit shorter. It's a bit more technical. And usually it's a bit more sassy. You usually only skate to one song in the short. Then you skate to a blend of songs in the long. It's a lot more like what you guys think of when you think of figure skating, like beautiful movements, lifts, jumps, spins. It's really more creative where the short program is much more like technical and just showing like how impressive you are, where the long is like tricks and having fun. So short program, we skated to the end of time by Beyonce. Then the long program was came to The Great Gatsby, and I love The Great Gatsby. I wish I lived in the 1920s. I want to do a 1920s rehearsal dinner, if I'm being honest. Like, I love that kind of vibe. It's one of my favorite movies. But it's funny, I didn't really like the book that much. I think the actual plot is, like, kind of, eh. it's It's, it like, is kind of deep, but not really. It's definitely not my favorite plot or, like, character development at all. I just love, like, the vibes of it. And so we skated to The Great Gatsby, like my dream program of all time. It's my favorite dress I've ever worn. It's absolutely stunning. We have fake necklaces made of the rhinestones on our dresses. Like, I've never felt more me in my whole life. And what I would do before I took the ice to get um, not being scared, I would say, the, be like, you're effing Daisy Buchanan. You can do whatever you effing want. And that's how I'd get, not get nervous. And I would channel myself like, I'm Daisy Buchanan. I'm this coy guy coy girl like things just happen to me i just show up and i'm charming and don't have a care in the world and life is lovely and that's how i get over being nervous for big competitions my senior year meddling in croatia and at nationals which has been such a lifelong goal of mine and like we do a lot of character work in figure skating like when we skate to finding neverland we literally had an acting coach would be like channel your inner tinkerbell like you're this beautiful dainty fairy like it sounds so silly but we're like low-key theater kids in a way because like you kind of channel this person like when we skate to beethoven you're literally thinking of a deaf guy in love with music like speaking of juxtapositions from my last episode like you're you have to get into the head of someone you're not and I think that's something that would make me less nervous because, like, I'm just acting. This isn't Anita who's skate, who's skating on these, like, razor-sharp blades of ice in front of some of the most qualified judges in the world to a stadium full of people. It's Daisy Buchanan doing it. And that's just, like, a mentality I like to take through life when I get nervous. It's like, you know, you can be anyone you want right now. You are a Daisy Buchanan. You can be whoever that I think you want. So I think I wanted Daisy for Daisy Buchanan. So I want 
I would need a really good tattoo artist to do this because I love the simplicity of just a fern, but I would somehow want entanglement of a fern, lavender, daisy, and then the black and white dots. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, those are the two big tattoos I want. I've also abandoned with the idea of getting, so I like naturally just have a little freckle in between like my two ribs. It's kind of weird to say, but it's just like right in the middle of my chest, like right where the middle of your rib cage, like the spinal cord rib cage, like right there's a little freckle. And in all of our our figure skating rhinestone dresses, you can only put rhinestone on your dresses and synchronized skating for the two highest levels. And they might've just added it for the third highest. I don't remember. But like in solo skating, you can do them at any age, I think. But just because it's so expensive and synchro is an expensive sport, I think they limit it only to the top two levels. So in our rhinestone dresses, we had a mom who would rhinestone all of our dresses, which is pretty rare. Like most teams, you hire someone to do it. And so like every single one of our dresses were hand stoned by this amazing, amazing woman. If you're out there, like I miss you so much and that's such an amazing thing you did for your daughter's team. But she hand stoned all 20 of our dresses, two programs a year. That's so many dresses and so many little stones. And so on the inside of every dress, she put a red, white, and blue stone right over your heart for um, how many years you've been on Team USA. So my senior dresses have two rows of red, white, and blue rhinestones. So I kind of thought it'd be cute to put a red and a blue dot on either side of the freckles. So it's kind of like always having Team USA close to my heart. So, okay, I know a lot of these tattoos are Team USA related, but if I think back to my life, those are probably the two biggest things who have shaped who I am up to this point is my skating team and my family. Um, obviously, I'm, like, so close with so many of my friends. I would love to get something for my friends or, like, my business fraternity, I think, would be another good one. Like, maybe I'd get the Greek letters for that or, like, I've always liked that you have a Roman numeral tattoo, so, like, maybe Roman numerals of, like, dates I've joined different things or one of my friends has coordinates of a lake house she has, so maybe, like, but I don't know. So far, like, I've been thinking about both these tattoo ideas for, like, over five years because I'm really indecisive. Like, I would never trust myself to get, like, an impulsive tattoo. Like, it would definitely have to be something planned out. I've heard of a lot of people, like, kind of draw it on themselves or get, like, temporary henna tattoos to test it out before they, like, permanently put on their bodies. I'm such, like, an indecisive, go-with-the-flow, changing mind person, which is why tattoos really freak me out. But these have I've been thinking about a long time, and, like, those are two things that, like, I will never regret getting. Like, Timmy was saying, my family is, like, two things that I'll never not love and look back on with such fondness and then have inspire me so much. I'd also love to get something for fashion, but, like, I don't really know what yet. We'd see. But, like, my phone password actually is the number of the first store I worked at when I was trying to be a buyer, so you have to shadow in the stores. And, like, the support system of the people who worked with me really made me feel like I was felt so loved and I could do anything. And they really saw me for who I was and my heart, my talent. So, like, they're my phone, like, unlock password. So, I don't know. Maybe something like that that's relevant enough. We'll see. I'll look back on it with time. But, yeah, there's the tea and tattoos. So, for these, you have the tea and Trader Joe's. I got my eucalyptus. Then I ran out of olive oil. Why is olive oil expensive, bro? And with Home Chef, it's in, like, every recipe because you're actually cooking with pans, not just, like, the microwave and the air fryer or making ramen. So I actually need a lot of olive oil. So recently I've been getting them at Home Goods because I think they have really cool brands of it. But, like, it's still $14 for the big bottle, which I know is, like, not that expensive. I can afford it. But, like, I feel like olive oil should be, like, 3 bucks. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, eggs. Like, it's something you have to eat. It should be, like, butter. But, like, I don't really like to cook with butter because it can make my tummy unhappy so I would much rather do like honestly my favorite is like avocado oil but it sizzles a lot more and it's harder to find so at Trader Joe's I got two big bottles of olive oil but I'm sad they didn't have spray olive oil because if say I'm just like making eggs in a pan I mean not that I really eat eggs but like you get it I'd rather just use like the spray oil but I might have to go to Aldi's to get that I don't know uh, oh my gosh I need to cut that out of the podcast if you hear that that was a sound effect <laughs>
So fun fact about me, I don't really have a split second before I fart or burp to be like, oh my gosh, hold that in. Like, it just goes. Like, if it rips, it rips. <laughs> and, like, my skating team, I don't know why, we thought farts were so funny. We look at the humor of, like, seventh grade boys. So, like, whenever we'd be in the locker room, which was every day, and someone farted, we'd, like, think it was hilarious. We'd be like, ha, farted. Like, whatever. Like, we thought fart jokes were the funniest thing in the whole world. I don't Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I bought olive oil. Um, and then there's also a really good seasoning at Trader Joe's. It's this, like, mushroom umami. I always think of, like, the French call that's, like, unagi. It looks like that. It's this, like, mushroom seasoning. And it is so good. You can put on anything. Meat, rice, like, anything, and it tastes so good. It's, like, kind of like black pepper equivalent. Like, I would still add salt. It doesn't make something more savory. It just makes anything taste phenomenal. So I bought more of that because I literally put on everything I can put on. Like, I put on cereal if that wasn't weird. I literally poured in my coffee. Also, mushroom coffee's a thing. So maybe that wouldn't even be weird. Oh, I don't know. Oh, frick. Ugh. Hopefully that... Maybe I said that fast enough. Spotify won't care. I don't know. Sorry. I, I swear I don't drop the F-bomb a lot. Anyways. But, uh... <laughs> I would never freak out in my normal life about saying that. I'm just... I don't know. I'm trying to be coach. I'm trying to keep it cool. I'm trying to keep the podcast cool. I want... Yeah. When I talked to Talk Toxic to me, she was like, Yeah, I tried to, like, keep it relatively clean. So, like, my podcast to be accessible. Like, a mom can listen to it in front of her kids. So I'll try and do the same. I, I can't control what comes out of here. My mouth's got a mind of its own, as you could probably all tell by now. But yeah, I got my mushroom unagi seasoning. What else did I get? I got the swimmy sours from Trader Joe's. If you go to Trader Joe's, you know what I'm talking about. There's like these little candies in the shape of sea animals. And I'm definitely like a fruity candy and dark chocolate person. Those are like that and a good espresso is like some of, the, oh my gosh. They're like my top tier and canned peaches. Yo, I love canned peaches. I would sell my left leg for those, too. Or, like, canned pears. Phenomenal. But not the ones in the little dole cups you have to peel back and squirt juice all over you. I don't like those. It's got to be, like, the Del Monte can. You get it. Whatever. But, yeah, I got that. And then I think that's all the big stuff. I don't know how I ended up spending $80 there. Probably those six packs of yogurt. But, yeah, that's my little Trader Joe's haul. I need a breather. Like, low-key, my voice is tired. But the next segment... So I was going to do the next segment as a drinking game, but I'm in the car with my friends, so we're not going to open a container and drive in the car. So the reason I wanted to call this segment Tea and Martini is I wanted to talk about kind of like, this is one of the closest we'll get to like a Call or Daddy episode, but we're not going to get like in the weeds about it. This is just going to be a drinking game I invented with my friends, so we can kind of laugh about the losers we've dated before, and it's not really going to be anything like sexual. We're going to just be like weird mannerisms they had where it's like, yeah, sexuality really isn't a choice. Like... I'm really into men, huh? Like, they really do stuff like that, and I'm still, I'm still putting, still patient enough to put up with it. Weird. Weird. So, it's gonna be a funny, juicy episode. I, like, everyone knows, like, sex sells. Like, I have this one teacher in high school who made us watch The Apprentice, like, Donald Trump's version of Shark Tank, and two teams competing against each other, and they had to make, like, the better, um, airline ads, and so the girls took pictures, like, propellers on airplanes that kind of looked almost like a artsy um, shot, and it's just, I know, like, so many things get big because they're scandalous. Us as people, we're such sucker for a love story, the juice, the tea, the drama. And fortunately or unfortunately, I've been in a very healthy, loving relationship for almost three years. So I've almost, like, no relationship drama. Like, my boyfriend literally doesn't let me get in a stupid fight with him. Like, if I'm, like, just in a pissy mood, like, getting mad about something, he, like, just sits me down and talks through it. He's like, oh, why did that upset you? I'm like, why are you so patient? Like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Just kidding. He's a wonderful, amazing person. I'm trying to convince him to come on the podcast. Um, 
So, okay, my intro episode, hopefully it's going to work out that I'm going to get, like, blind reactions of my friends when I tell them I'm starting a podcast. I was thinking with my boyfriend, but he's too healthy. His answer was literally so normal. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds interesting. And I was like, okay, wow, you're, this isn't funny. <laughs> and he's a very funny guy, but he just, like, took it from a very rational, supportive, loving way. I'm like, all right. That's also why I'm not going to include the takes of my friends who were, like, super supportive and they were, like, yeah, because so far, the, I've already told, like, three people who, like, it wouldn't be a surprise to them. They've always kind of known I've been, like, kind of playing with the idea of starting one because I don't shut up and they're my best friends. So they know I love talking. And they're all, like, also really creative girls who, like, would tell, and one of them is the best friend who got me into podcasts. So it's not, like, something outlandish to them. They're, like, yeah, you should do that. But I think I need to talk to someone, like, outlandish. You know who I have not told yet I'm starting a podcast? My parents and my sister. I think they're just going to need to find it and then I'll explain. Because I'm so my parents are definitely a little overprotective in the best way. They do it with love. Like, their love languages are definitely acts of service. Like, they're, I don't want to call them, like, smothering. But they're definitely, like, will do anything for me and my sister. Like, they're amazing, amazing parents. But they definitely, I think, would freak out. Because they'd be like, why are you doing this? This might not be professional. You might not get, like, job opportunities. But I also think it's going to open so many opportunities. There's so many people I look up to, like Alex Earl, Hannah Harrell, Kate Bartlett, that, like, have really, like, established themselves and how creative and passionate they are about fashion and traveling through social media and TikTok. And I know Emma Chamberlain and Alex Earl were, and Madeline RG were famous before they got their podcast, and that's why they have a following. I don't know if I'll ever get to that level of following that I don't by any means intend to. It's just, like, I think this could be such a cool platform for me to, like, go into the depth of my marketing skills, fully do the marketing and branding for this podcast, come up with concept ideas, content development. I think it's going to help me so much to be the young creative professional I want to be. So yeah, that's how that relates to my Trader Joe hauls and the tattoos I want. So there's part one of the tea and martini. Let's see what time we're at. Um, we are currently at 37 minutes. Okay, so we'll see how long uh, segment two of this goes. Oh, I need guests. Okay. Well, I will see you all on the other end. Wishing you all love, joy, and purpose. I'll keep thinking of a true, cool outro with music for you guys. But till then, I hope you all have the most wonderful day. I hope you do anything that makes you feel so good on top of the world. Maybe it was even this podcast. Reach out. Love to hear it. Have the best day. Bye.